Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thanks so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Did you know that as a member of Sense of Soul Patreon, you get ad-free episodes? You will also be able to join me in our monthly live circles, listen to my mini-series, and much more. And you will also be helping support this podcast so that I can continue to bring you inspiring episodes twice a week with amazing guests from around the world. You can also show me some love and rate, review, and subscribe from wherever you're listening. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, we have Reverend Christopher Macklin. He is a Melchizedek being a powerful spiritual messenger, medium, and healer who utilizes divine healing techniques cultivated through divine knowledge from God and the spirit world to help people recover from all types of illnesses. He's joining us today to tell us about his new book, Centering the Mind, and also to share with us the Global Enlightenment Project, his amazing community where everyone is welcome three times a week to join one of his three sessions a week for an optional donation. I cannot wait to have this conversation. So welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me on. It's wonderful. Before we got on, I was editing an episode. I've been studying the Gnostic Gospels and I have a side side podcast on Pistis Sophia. Oh, brilliant. One of my last episodes on my mini series, I haven't finished the episode. I'm like in the middle, but you know, that robot that they, the Hanson company made and they named her Sophia. Yeah. The humanoid. What a name they decided to name. And then I said, I, you know, I'm sure that they would have known of the Gnostic gospels or, you know, oh, yeah. being the creator. And then I found an interview that she did i can't believe we're talking about a humanoid i'm like yeah an interview that she did someone asked her how did you get your name and she said because my creators wanted me to be wise so i am named after wisdom yeah. absolutely <laughs> so it is crazy though these robots a little worrisome well i yeah. think it is you know i mean i talk about it and you know there's an anatech there's the robotics it's desensitizing people you know it's detaching people like, if you've got a partner, you know, like a robot, I mean, it's like, I don't want to tell you. There's a whole love uh, element of, wow, I think people are so detached. I think it's so important to get back to back to the basics. You know? I know. Isn't that funny? Because we've spent so much time trying to go forward, and now we're spending conscious time trying to go backwards. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think AI to me takes you backwards, but that, that's my perception of it. You know, I think um, it could help if it's used in the correct way, you know, for knowledge and saving knowledge. But uh, I think, it, you know, it takes us backwards. It desensitizes, detaches us. You know, that's not what who we are. You know? right, We're God right. beings. Yeah, it's, it's concerning. You know what? I swear to God, I, someone in Canada sent me a picture this morning of this guy on some sort of like bike in the sky, look like a glider of some sort. And he, and I'm just like, does this man not know that we are shooting down things, asking questions later? Maybe you should be on the ground <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bikes are not going to last long in this environment. <laughs> I like, wouldn't be up there. It's crazy. I mean, I encourage people because of all the turbulence, I mean, you should really stay, you know, in your area, you know, don't go outside the area right now because it's kind of tumultuous, I think, you know. Well, and you know what? I'm such an investigator and a seeker. I don't just believe what I'm told. I mean, my mom actually said that we just believe what the government told us. And I was like, mom, that's a problem. <laughs> it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think people are coming out of that, you know, and, and it's hard because, you know, if you're in a generation where you think, well, the government's looking after us and, you know, the city's looking after us and everything else, and suddenly you find out, they're not interested at all. They have completely different agendas. That's a that's a big mental issue in itself, you know. And you know, you kind of grieve it. And I think it's hard for people to digest that sort of thing. That they're really not for you. You know, they're not interested in you whatsoever. They're just interested in agendas. You know, it's it's kind of sad. You know. Did you say you kind of have to grieve it? Yeah. Yeah, I've gone through the grieving of religion. Yeah, I grew up Catholic. 
then I discovered that I was French Creole and that was a, like a hidden thing in my family, which there, you know, I'm from originally from New Orleans. Then I had to grieve all the stories of our history that had gone untold. So then I kind of grieved my country once I went down that road. It is a grieving. And I think that people should allow space because in this journey, that's what you find. There's some grieving. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when people come for healings, you know, they sometimes say, well, there's got to be something that's not hijacked on it. Well, that's what I think. Uh, oh, <laughs> that would be everything. Everything's hijacked. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you take an example, and, you know, I'm not picking on Christianity, but if you really look and do the research on um, uh, taking communion and drinking the blood of Jesus and eating his flesh, you know, that's not kind of sounding so good, you know. And that's just, a you know, like feelings. Oh, okay, let's investigate. Why are we doing that? Because the new covenant. Okay, so let's investigate the new covenant. It goes straight back to the Vatican, and it's all about sacrifice. So it's nothing to do, you know. So they're creating rituals and different, or you know, different organizations to suck people into this, you know, ritualistic sacrifice thing. You know, I mean, people can choose what they like. If you want to do it, that's great. If you don't, but yeah. <laughs> me personally, I'm not doing that. You know, I mean, if yeah. Jesus was alive and you're trying to nibble on his arm, then get off. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're not doing that. You know. <laughs> ah, and you know, actually, to be honest with you, I was very bitter and almost angry for some time. I had like this negative energy I carried with me because I was angry about it. And then in the discovery of the Gnostic Gospels, learning this new Jesus that I had never met before, who was like a Buddha, I found this whole new love for not religion, but for the teachings of Jesus. I love the teachings of Jesus. I mean, you know, people say, you know, you must be a Christian. No. You know, because Christianity is based around the Bible, which has evolved, you know, um, by, you know, to, to me, people in control. And, uh, you know, it's evolved in, in the wrong way. But if you look at Jesus' teachings, they were absolutely really simple. You know, they're about loving people. They're about no judgment. And I carry my life like that. You know, if you look, look at our prayers or, in quotes, maps of intent, I always talk about, you know, all the prayers bring the person before God for justice and release them to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. I never judge anybody because... I think people have their narrative. You know, it's like my father, and I know a lot of people. You know, the mental health, mental health of America now is like, wow. I deal with a lot of psychotherapists, psychologists, psychiatrists to support them because they're struggling. You know, to work with it. Plus, there's an element that, and again, from a spiritual perspective, there's an element of this third-dimensional teachings of of the that that misses out things like negative entities and all this sort of thing. So. So we work with them and they use the prayers and, you know, and they're finding like amazing results, you know, really helping people to remove attachments. And, you know, we have a fast track method of getting rid of emotion releases because we're ingesting, I mean, I don't know, you, you probably realize this, we're ingesting like hundreds of thousands of layers of emotion. And, you know, if you go to a practitioner, they poke at two or three layers, you bowl your eyes out. For an hour you go next week, you do it again. How are you ever going to get rid of them? So we have a fast track method of releasing them, which is great. Uh, which just helps getting the biggest emotion, then the next biggest. So at least you can get balanced fairly quickly because emotions create patterns and patterns create emotions, you know. And I'm seeing so many people, you know, like I say, I think you dropped me off at the wrong planet, God. <laughs> so, mm, well, you know, and, and I think there's there's a kind of bifurcation of, you know, there's a lot of people who are very evolved and, you know, stay out of the matrix, you know. Live within the law of the land, of course. You know, you pay your taxes and do things, but you stay outside the, the matrix and do your own thing. And that's what I encourage people to do. There's everyone's to me, everyone's got a gift. Everybody's got a gift. There's a gift from God. It's a God-given thing. You don't really have to try. You have to understand the gift, but you don't really have to try because it just comes naturally. Like, for example, for me, playing the piano, uh, that would be no gift at all because my coordination is terrible. I'd love to play the piano, but yeah. I know it's not my gift, so, you know, and you frustrate yourself. Same with reading. You know, when someone told me, well, if you want to get anywhere, you got to write a book, I said, oh, you have to be kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got dyslexia. So I tried. I said, okay, oh, right, I'm ready to write a book. There's nothing there. Because, you know, for me, I can channel stuff and I can get it in my mind, but I can't do other things to distract it. So so I employed a ghostwriter. So what I did is just put headset on and walk around the parking lot and walk around and you know, focused on channeling and and she extracted the information because one thing I learned about writing books is that 
When I first got here, I went to Anchorage, Alaska. This lady wants to put some money behind me. And so I said, well, you know, if you're going to get anywhere, you've got to write a book. I said, oh, okay. So anyway, it's interesting because she had a big folder of a famous author I can't remember the name of and, you know, how to write a book. So I opened it. First page was really interesting. It said, the things you take for granted, you know, like you know, and, and that can be a ton of it, is other people's come to Jesus and I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. And I sat there for a bit, for about half an hour, and I was thinking, okay, what do I know? And I went through loads and loads of things. I thought, wow, yeah, she's right. right, you know. Yeah, but but you take it for granted because it's just you know it, you know what I mean? But other people don't. So that was really interesting. So that really helped me move forward. But, you know, I still have the ghostwriter. I still dictate the books. So I don't, I mean, yes, I'm writing them, but but I think with the information I have, the ghostwriter can put interface it and put it in in a, a way where people can digest and understand it. Otherwise, you'd be reading yeah. my text and thinking, oh my God, this guy's nuts. What's going on? About? <laughs> that sounds like the that sounds like the pistis Sophia right there. Absolutely. <laughs> needed a ghostwriter. Absolutely. We've got a tree actually because we're living at the ministry building at the moment uh, in Hollister, Missouri. We're building a house, 42 acres. So we sold our house, moved the girls out because we have about 10 staff. They moved into a, an art temporary office. We moved into here. And we have a beautiful tree at the back here. It's absolutely gorgeous, you know, willow tree. And she's, we called her Sophia, but she's so symmetrical. You know, if you look at this tree, it's just, what a joy she is, you know, bless her. I love trees. I love it here, actually, because it's got a, I'm, I'm positive. I mean, there's a lot of crystal beds in Arkansas and we're on the border of Arkansas. I think there's a lot of crystal beds down here as well because the vibration is very unique, you know. Well, and they say there's a lot of, you know, pyramids there that are maybe, you know, not known of possibly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So how do you receive? Because you've talked about, you know, you've received received a lot of things. How do you receive them? What I've learned is, you know, if I go back in time a bit, you know, in 2007, when I went bankrupt, you know, before that, I had a very high stress of money because I couldn't manage it. I owned a lot of money, but I couldn't manage it. I didn't have any respect for it you know I just thought it was all nonsense and and it was interesting so I had a lot of stuff anyway when I went bankrupt I lost everything you know uh, within days of going starting to go bankrupt they gave me 14 days to pay this because I was building a high-rise block of apartments which is you know stupid really I didn't have the experience for it. and often I think why why was I doing that but anyway it's obviously in God's timing so so I go bankrupt, they want the money back. And of course, they. I thought, well, I don't have that sort of money. <laughs> so, and, you know, I remember sitting in the middle of Manchester and I had two bags, you know, like Walmart bags. In England, they call them Tesco's. But two bags with a couple of shirts and a couple of pairs of pantaloons, and that was it, you know. And I was sitting there and I thought, okay, God, look, it's not funny. You know, I've worked for 21 years. I had all this money and I'd, I've gone through all this stress of money and it's the right time. What do you mean it's the right time, you know? It's the right time you'll see. And I didn't see right then because, of course, I had the uh, feel sorry for myself, pity party thing. You know, I got bankrupt and, you know, marriage split up, everything split up. And I was kind of semi-living out of my car. But what it did teach me after a few months is, wow, you know, I had no debt. No debt, no responsibility. Just, you know, I could just be free. And, and that was really liberating. And then I started meditating. I went around the world. Someone sponsored me at the time. Um, went around to uh, India. I went around to Gambia. Went to different places in Europe, you know, doing things. And started really focusing on healing because I realized I had a gift. I just didn't know how it worked. And I think it was really important that, you know, like I say, it's going back to your gift. Everyone's got a gift. But when you realize you've got a gift, well, how does it work? And the Mercusedat beings, I was born as Mercusedat being. And there's five of us here. And they kind of said, don't look at anyone else's modalities. We want to teach you how this works. Because my understanding of all gifts is your gift is different. Say you're doing healing, it's different than my gift, you know, because you've got a different star to your family. So I think, to me, it's very, very important to uh, spend the time in meditation and understand cause and effects. And I spent about four years and I was looking at leukemia. I was looking at cancer. I was looking at all these different things, you know, uh, brain tumors, um, looking at cystic fibrosis, looking at Lyme disease. And, you know, I spent a lot of time and they showed me cause and effect, you know, and okay, how do you do this? And, you know, little by little, of course, I practiced it and moved forward and we get amazing results. So when I first came here, <clears throat> build it, they'll come, they said. 
So, okay, so we opened a small office and they didn't come. <laughs> so I waited three months. And, where is everybody? Build it, I'll come. They didn't. Build it, yeah. I'll come. Where are they? And they said, it's in here. Get out there. <gasps> oh, okay. I always remember, you know, going to the first place I ever went to was, uh, I went to Florida to St. Petersburg and went to the Unique Church there. And they, they've got a bookshop. It's a big bookshop. And they wanted me to do a talk there about healing. So I said, okay. So you turn up and not thinking anything of it. And then, you know, the time was coming and people were starting to come in. And, and of course, it's the first event I've done. And I thought, why are all these people coming in here to see me? You know, because they don't even know me. So, And it got that bad that, you know, we had a hundred and odd people there and they had to lock the doors because of fire regulations. And I said, wow, I've never seen this many people. And I was going, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, did the talk, you know, did a demonstration of healing. They were blown away. And it all took off after that. People booked sessions and then. So I got out, you know, for the first few years, I got out to a lot of, lot of expos and different things going around uh, America. You know, the whole point about this was we spent probably at that time about $100,000 on traveling. Now, you might think, well, that's a ton of money, but, but it was necessary because, because you've got to get out there and, you know, it builds a momentum, you know. But but if you've got a passion for it, even if you turn up, and believe you me, I've turned up to some places and there's been eight people there and you spent like $2,000 on flights. It's not about the money. It's about just those people needed you at that time. So, you know, I never I never worried about them. I and that's that's why it's a non-for-profit, you know, it's it's a charity, 51C3. And we just go where we need to do. And we've always got the money for it. So I think the key was surrender. You know, surrender, look at gratitude. I mean, now we work on probably about 2,000 people a week, you know, and it's always slam busy. It's always slam busy because we do one-to-one sessions. We do specialized groups. And then we do the general groups where, you know, it's by donation. And I've always wanted that because when I had no money, I really had no money. I had no money for food. I had no money for anything. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that everyone gets a healing. So, you know, they can register if they've got a donation. That's great if they don't. So we get, you know, if you look on YouTube, Facebook, we get probably 400 people, you know, on YouTube over each each session three times a week. We get to about uh, 200, I think, on Telegram, uh, about two or 300 on Facebook. And so... You know, you're talking probably about 800 people each time, 2,400 people a week, you know, and that, that's great for me because, you know, again, I think people sometimes want the red pill. Why don't I want to just get into the surrender? And they say, well, what does surrender actually mean? Well, surrender means complete surrender. It means God's got your back. Take all the money worries away. Give it to the accountant. We pay $18,000 a year, and the accountant does it all. You know, there's a 120-page document. It's called a 990. You have to fill it in for the IRS. Mm, they do that. I'm not interested in counting beans. The IT, I give that away. They do, you know, I've got a person who does that. So it means all you have to do is come in, sit down, and focus on your gift. And then when you finish, you go and do all the things and let everyone else, you know. And um, we have 10 staff, you know, for bookings and things. Because again, people often said to me, you know, well, why don't you get a booking system where you can just, you know, click a slot and, you know, you put in. That's not what we're about. You know, the whole thing about this ministry is supporting people. And the girls in the office are amazing. If you're actually talking to someone, it just holds a space. And maybe that person at the other end is just lonely and just wants someone to talk to, you know. And I, I wanted it very different. You know, I don't, you know, it's not about money. And, you know, like I said, we've got 10 staff and that's great, you know, and they, they're all amazing people. I would say that you just described my podcast too. I think it's the quality of the material. I mean, you're doing a great job because to me, you're right, you know, going back to that, you know, looking at that first sheet, you know, uh, of that author, you know, you don't realize what you have and you just think, you know, and I keep going. And it's interesting, I was on a, it's a very big show and, you know, the, the host said, wow, you know, he said, what I love about you is you walk the walk, you don't talk, because I never talk about things. You know, to me, hope is like, well, you don't believe it, you know. Oh, well, I hope it happens. You can't hope. We're doing it. Or we're not, you know. Let's yeah. do it, you know. Um, You're doing it before you, know. you thought about it. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. We're just getting on with it. I just get on with things, you know. I don't I don't hope for anything because hope's a waste of time because we're just doing it, you know. And, um, and I think the other thing about it is people feel very kind of disempowered right now. Like... Yeah. All the stuff in the government, you know, satanic stuff, this, that, and the other going on in the world, lots of narratives, lots of problems with religion. They don't know where to turn sometimes. But, you know, again, I always tell them, look, you don't need the church. You don't need gurus. You don't need anybody. You are your own guru. You're a powerful being. Let's get a grip and let's do some stuff, you know. 
But they say, well, how do I do it? You know, it just takes time. You know, there's not a red pill for this. You know, if you come on our healing sessions, think about, say you're 33 like me. <laughs> now I'm 60. I keep trying to tell everyone I die in the tear metallic silver. No one believes me that I'm 33. I don't know what's the matter with them, but <laughs> I don't believe me either. But, you know, if say, say you're 50 or 40, 30, whatever it is, you've had all these years. And if you're an empath, which most people are who are getting involved, they ingest so much emotion. Someone only has to tell you, like, oh, girl, you know, your hair is horrible. Oh, wow, you know. And those small things, we ingest them, and, and like it's a big, you know, it becomes a big emotion. While the average person here, you know, who's kind of just detached, like, oh, so, okay, you don't like the color of my hair, who cares? And I think it takes a while. If you've ingested hundreds of thousands of layers, it takes a while to release that. And it's a journey, you know. So there's no red pill for it. You have to, you know, like, like you say, going through the grieving of like, wow, this world's nuts. Can it be this bad? Oh, just wait. It'll get a lot worse once you go down the rabbit hole. You know? Whoa, you know, this is crazy. But it's worth it, you know, and some people don't want to do that. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, I spoke to my father the other day, and he said, uh, you know, we are talking about some things, and he said, well, I've got a bigger problem on this planet. I said, what's that? He goes, it's global warming. I said, oh, okay, what's causing that? He said, well... Cows passing wind, you know. I said, okay, so cows farting is creating global warming. He goes, yeah. Okay, so where did you hear that? The BBC, and you know. And again, I don't judge him. And I think it's really important, this point. You know, people's narrative or understanding from their um, understanding from where they've learned is probably different than yours, different than mine, different than anybody's. And there's no judgment, you know. That's that's okay. If they believe that, that's fine. And we believe something else, that's fine. But... Again, it goes back to, it's really important not to judge anybody, you know, in my opinion. It goes back to Jesus' teachings, love people, you know, help them as much as possible, service to others. And, you know, he, he was born as a Mekilzdat being, you know. Uh, he was a Mekilzdat, you know, his his whole yeah. name is Yashua Sananda Mekilzdat, you know. And if you look at the Gnostic, you know, I know a lot about the Mekilzdat beings because, you know, it's my lineage, you know. I've got 84% Mekilzdat DNA, that's why my body's a bit wonky and... <laughs> how, how did you receive how did you receive that you were that being i mean you know there's five of us here you know different people and you know i met all of them well except for one sorry it's interesting because uh the because that beings you know who i work with from the ultimate dimension they they told me and they it was part i think of the opening process to understand how things work you know i mean i could do some crazy stuff when i was meditating I could do some crazy, crazy stuff. You know, now, could I do it? I don't know. I've not tried it. Because I think gifts aren't there as a circus. They're there to help people. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I could I could transform water into different stuff. And, you know, we could put your hand through all really crazy stuff. And, you know, could I do it now? I don't know. You know, I really focus this energy and focus on healing. We do psychic surgery, different things like this. And, you know, it has profound effect on people. I agree. And I also think there is like a very significant power and that power has also been abused by those who have used it for their own agenda and not a very you know positive one. So I feel like right now, you know, people who are awakening to this power, it is like a reclamation of the power for the good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, someone said to me one day, <clears throat> said, wow, you, you give some, I mean, the problem is it's it's hard because you know Monday Tuesday I do twelve hour days we've got so many people who need help we've got we do a protocol for stripping out you know uh, things like stealth pathogens like brilliolime HIV AIDS HIV gets rid of that there's there's so much work involved that you know it's exhausting and I'm, I'm kind of sixty you know and I just keep going they seem to give me the energy to keep going so we're rocking it for now <laughs> what I what I can you know I always say to my wife Mandy because she's forty one there's a 19, 19 year age gap. And, you know, she goes, you're going to be, well, so I told her, I'm going to be working till I croak probably because, you know, there's so much help needed, especially with mental health and especially with isolation, you know, because people who evolved and, you know, they, their families don't get them. They think you're nuts. And my father thinks, you know, actually the biggest compliment he gave me said, I think you're absolutely barking mad. Wow. Thanks, Dad. What a compliment. The best thing you've <laughs> ever said to me. He know, yeah. <laughs> and from his perspective, I am. Yeah. And actually, it's it's funny, too, because when I do, you know, think about some of the things that I'm talking about, some of the things I've discovered, you know, people are looking at me like, what? And I'm looking at like the I'm looking at them like, yeah, what? Like, 
Why don't you care to know? <laughs> yeah, I know. And sometimes people don't want to go, oh, I don't want to know about, you know, I just yeah. want to yeah. go do my job, pay the IRS, go out and get some terrible food, you know, manufacture food and go to bed, get up in the morning and do the same. You know, it's like, it's just doing the same thing day in, day out. And they don't want to know, you know. And I think, you know, it's sad. But, of course, you know, I don't blame them. Right. Everyone's on their own timeline. <laughs> do you believe that? Oh, yeah. Everyone's on their own timeline. And I think, again, you know, people will say, well, you know, I don't want to do. I'm depressed. So what you've got to do, in my opinion, is life's changed. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, like, for example, going out to restaurants, the food's not tasting so good. Oh There's some God. sort of issue with it, metallic, horrible, blah, you know. I've kind of really focused on, you know, first of all, I love cooking. I'm not a chef, you know, and it's not my gift, but I need a recipe. But, you know, and I've got this master chef who I can phone up and say, Chef Wendell, what do I do with this? You know, and he's, oh, well, if you tweak that and tweak that, okay. And I don't tell anybody, so you tweak it. Wow, this is great, you know. I, mean, I do tell people, because, you know, the Chef Wendell is amazing, but... I think, you know, if you put love into it, that's the key, yeah. you know. If you enjoy cooking, even though you're not a chef, you, you can still make the stuff taste good. I always because, say there's nothing better than your mama's sandwich. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. And, and I think it's important, you know, and I think also, you know, I think if you stay in your space, stay in that bubble, do your meditation. You know, we love the trees, and like I say, the 42 acres is full of trees. It broke my heart when, you know, the architect said, you're going to have to take some of these trees out. I thought, oh, you're kidding. So we spent the day and we actually went down all the trees that could be taken out, loved them, you know, hugged them and blessed them, you know, and, and it broke my heart when I saw them in a burn pile. I thought, oh, wow, but, you know, we needed a driveway to get into the house. But it's it's 42 acres, just solid, full of trees. And it's interesting because when you go down there, say you have a busy day and, you know, you feel a bit angsty and that, if you sit amongst the trees, you know, you just feel like all that energy just disappearing. It just, dis you know, you, you think, wow, this is, you know, you feel so relaxed. And the trees help so much. They're, in, they're incredible beings. Mm. I think they're really intelligent. You know, it's so interesting because, you know, most of my life I, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety. I had fibromyalgia as I start getting older. You know, I was lacking this, had too much of that, whatever, you know, I'm chasing all these symptoms that are a whole page long. And, you know, then I'm put on medication, can't feel anything. I'm totally numbed out. You know, I can't even cry and I'm a very emotional person. So I get off of all of them and I am like, I have to find tools though. You know, you have to find tools, which I definitely didn't grow up learning these tools but one thing that ended up happening, I think, and I see happen a lot with people is that there's this period when they do start to awaken that they do get hit with a bunch of pain, almost like their nervous system, their body can't like fully accept like the vibration of the light is so high. The frequency is so strong yeah, yeah. that your body's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the kickstart. It's almost like kickstarting your whole nervous system and turn up the voltage. <laughs> you know, <my> goodness. <laughs> but I, what I have seen as well, actually, is interesting, is that when people start to awaken, the other dimensional beings, you know, who do try and mess with you, you look at Jesus teaching, talking about demonic entities, they try and start messing with you relentlessly. And it's, it's really hard sometimes for people to cope with that, you know, and that's why we do have prayers on the website. If anyone wants to use them, or map, I like maps of intent, you know, but the most powerful, you know, map of intent is the 27 Easter at Mercafar Field Prayer. Because when you're doing healing for somebody, you know, so say I put them in a portal and, you know, remove any entities, that's great, you know, for a little while. But if they don't protect themselves, these things will come back. Because once that energy is subsided a little bit, it can reattach until you get someone's energy right up there where they're leaping out of bed in the morning going, oh, my God, I feel incredible. That's the place I love to get people, you know, where they're just so passionate about what they're doing. And, and I am as well, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's exhausting sometimes. But, you know, the outpour of love, it's interesting because before Christmas, we had a we had a thing for the clients. We have a lot of clients and 144 got on, you know, we had like a Zoom meeting and, you know, everyone sharing things. And the outpour of love, you know, for my wife and I about what we do, it was so touching, you know, it, it kind of gave us the inspiration to keep going because sometimes, you know, when you're on Zoom, you know, you just work on somebody and then you do something. But 
when you get feedback like, wow, you've, you know, you've saved my life. I was suicidal. You've done this, you've done that. You know, it's yeah. so heartwarming. You know, it gives you that inspiration to keep going. And I think we all need that, you know, just a, um, you know, a, a signal to say, yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, you know, we have to be willing to accept that gratitude. You know, it's almost like, oh, my gosh, I'm not worthy, you know. Yeah, um, no, yeah. It takes yeah. time to get that worthiness. And the other thing about love is, you know, so many people, it's interesting because when Mandy and I got together, uh, I I kind of broke it, you know, broke the relationship for a bit because I couldn't accept love. Because if you've been abandoned all your life, like when father, mother was always ill, and then, you know, you got married and didn't, you know, do much. And, you know, when you've been abandoned all your life, you know, when you find love, you think, is this real? You know, I mean, she's 19 years younger than me. Do you really like me or is this just nonsense? And, it took me. It took me. Took us three times to merge our souls together, and it was quite tumultuous. Now I've got rid of the abandonment completely. I've worked on it for the last three or four years, and, and by goodness, it takes time. But I, you know, I was diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, OCD, you know, schizophrenia. Well, I wasn't diagnosed with that, but I had. If if I went to a psychiatrist, I've never gone to a psychiatrist, but if I went to a psychiatrist, I said, "Oh yeah, you got it all," because I talk to beings, you know. And I think it's really interesting. We work a lot with, you know people because I think again it goes back to the ingestion of emotion affects the glands you know the neurochemical balance like the serotonin the adrenals uh, GABA dopamine and the rest of the neurochemicals so when they go off of course you get these third dimensional conditions and it's just because you've ingested a ton of emotion right or like the way that I look at it I look at all the (laughs) things that I have today that I would consider our gifts you know that we we all have I had them when I was little they just were not you know, supported, or I mean, I was a very unhealthy empath. So that turned into codependency. So it was oh, like yeah. the gifts that I had, since they weren't nourished and accepted and loved, turned into dysfunction in many ways. Well, they do. And I think, you know, your parents don't understand. I mean, my my father couldn't begin to understand me, but he's not my father. I was spliced here at birth to get the enough McKillstead DNA to to get your body here. But, you know, I can see that he kind of is bewildered like this. What do I do with this guy? He's nuts, you know. <laughs> but it's right because if, if they didn't help you navigate, you know, your, that massive empath, then you know it is going to turn into big dysfunction, you know. And it did for me, you know. And I've I've worked a lot on it. Is it all gone? Probably not. I mean, you know, I've got OCD. I've got eighty four pairs of pantaloons. You know, I always tell people that. And Mandy goes, "Why the heck do you buy all these pantaloons?" I said, "Well, look, if we have a, an apocalypse or something, at least I've got pantaloons. Nothing else." <laughs> And actually, I said to her, it doesn't matter. It just keeps me happy. We're good, you know. So I've got a drawer full of these pantaloons, and we're good to go, you know. But you know what, Chris, though? There is so many things against us. So here we are trying to connect inward. I've seen so many people finally realizing they're more than a meat suit. They have, you know, multidimensional, you know, parts of themselves. And then everyone's telling you to get this vaccine, and they want you to do this. Then you got all of the negative frequencies going on in the sky and the air and 5g and all the bullshit on the news and the brainwashing and so when you talk about needing to have more relationships with humanity i mean i felt and i feel often that i need to isolate myself away from so many things and so it can be a lonely journey well, and I think you do. I mean, you know, the, the vaccine, there's a lot of shedding stuff going on. And, you know, uh, I mean, we have a protocol to strip it out of the body, uh, which is great. But I don't want shedding. I don't want to feel people's angsty emotion, you know, and, and you can feel it, you know, especially now. Things have changed. There's been a kind of bifurcation, you know, and we don't want to go out either. I mean, we've got a ministry building. This thing here, it's five acres. It's 4,000 yeah. square feet. Of course, it's temporary staying here. But but it's lovely because it's away from people enough. So, you know, you can, you can isolate the 42 acres down in Ridgedale, which is like 20 minutes away, that's like isolated completely. And I love it. You know, I don't want to be amongst... I think, we, again, being an empath, you have to choose boundaries, you know, and that's one thing I learned. You know, if people are going to break you or suck the life out of you by talking about themselves, then you need people who are going to honour you, you know, honour who you are, who you honour who they are, and, you know, you're talking on the same level, so they're not exhausting you. They're not trying to suck your energy. They just build you up, and, you know, that's... It made me realize that, you know, for sure. A safe space really, really needed in this world right now. Where people can talk about the weird things that I can't talk about at the dinner table with my family or whatnot. 
you have to know who to talk to and who not to talk to because some people will just think you're batshit crazy. Yeah, no, and you know, it's interesting because I remember going out with a couple who were Southern Baptists, and so you know, you're talking about them, you know, they, they were supposed friends. So, I know, starting dinner, well, the normal question, you know, everyone asks it, what do you do for a living? Like, oh, here we go. So, here we go. I said, well, um, I do healing. What sort of healing? Well, it's um, healing people, you know, and is it in the name of the Lord? I said, well, kind of, you know. Well, how does it work? And they start talking about it, you know, and they, they just glaze over the fluoride stone. We're done, you know. They're never invited to that again. But that's okay, you know. But, uh, you know, the people we do have in our life really get this stuff, you know, really get the uh, what's happening with all the big pharma, big tech, big everything else, you know, the, the problems with the with the religious community, the problems with the government. I mean, where's well, it's not a problem at the moment. And, and it's hard for people because they think they're not, they're disempowered, like, what can I do about it? Well, you know, there's a couple of things. What what we have is every 120 days, we do a God ritual. So what we do is we call out all the big names, like Big Pharma, Big Tech, Big This, Big That, you know, governmental systems all over the world, you know, name but not name, no, not known. And we bring them before God for justice and release them to God with unconditional forgiveness. And then what we do after that is reinstate it every single day, for the next 120 days, and I, I know that helps. We have had up to 4,000. Last time we had about 280, which is sad. But they were focused. It was really powerful. 280 people, you know, chanting this, you know, map of intent to call them all out and then release them to God and then reinstating it is very powerful. So what we're doing is counteracting their satanic rituals, and I think it's important, you know. And, uh, yeah, and we also have a thing called, we call it Heart Showing Circle on a Friday where it starts at 3 p.m., and Cammy, you know, uh, my mother-in-law, she runs it for a bit. And then it's just for people to come on and, you know, we, it's for free and you can just express whatever you want. And we do that every Friday. It's good, you know, the people there mod- moderate it. You know, if someone tries to hijack it, look, it's not just about you, it's about everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, it's come to be very popular, you know, and I think that's great because there's so many people. I talk to so many people on my own, you know. My husband died. I don't have any... The kids think I'm batshit crazy and no one really wants to know me, so they're on their own. And so at least you can get on something and share things, you know, and I think that's important. That space is so needed. You know, I have circles. Like, sometimes they're my only people I could talk to. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's true, though. I do get to talk to people like you, you know, twice a week. And it is... I feel like I'm always a student. One may wonder why secret societies were then created. However, when I was doing a lot of my ancestry and even the study into Sophia, I had, I was shocked to find out that a lot of it led to secret societies. And I had come up with a, a new national anthem. My country tis of thee. Founded on Freemasonry. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. Honestly, right. it's all crazy. I mean, if you look at all the Freemasons, I mean, you've got the Masonic Lodge, 1 to 33 degrees. You've got Bohemian Grove, 34 to 37 yeah. degrees. And you've got the Illuminati, which is part of this stuff anyway. It, it's all... And the Queen of England was the head of it, you know, and now she's kind of disappeared. It is start break to break down, you know, but um, well, people often say, you know, one to 10 degrees, you don't know anything. You just join these things. Yeah. Oh, it's a business club and they're supporting me. Wow. Yeah, right. After 10 degrees, then they introduce all the satanic spirituality stuff and then you're not leaving. I'll tell you a story. So I was researching the Freemasons because all of the Sophia stuff led to that. But I just, the Jesuits kept popping up just in my head. And I was like, I got to find out what the connection is here. So that night I was researching Freemasons and Jesuits. Well, I got a warning on my phone. It said suspicious activity, Freemasons plus Jesuit. About an hour later, I opened my front door and it was at nighttime. And literally right before my eyes, a dead dove dropped on my porch. Oh, yeah. The dove was very significant. Like my first few episodes, I talk about this, all the synchronicity with the dove. So it was very, it was like a very, very strong sign. I was scared, but guess what? So I stopped my research because I got freaked out. And then one day it was two weeks later and I started drawing this picture of Jesus for no reason. And then later on that night, I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to go back to 
my work. I'm not going to let some dead dove or some Jesuit shit, you know, stop me. So I go back into my work. It was like that next Saturday, I'm outside my little girls playing on the, on the lawn. And this little baby bird's trying to come up to my harvest wreath on my door because it was around Thanksgiving. And I decided to be very still because it was scared of me. And it goes up there. And sure enough, it was two baby doves. So on my porch within a few weeks, I had a dead dove in that. Then I had the rebirth. All of a sudden, it was like whatever negative attachments I, I was, that fear was attached to me. And they were gone and I felt more powerful than ever. And I started to reconnect back to my journey with like full passion and force. And it was amazing. It is amazing where you take your power back because you feel as though you could do anything and they can't touch you. And that's the key, you know, is having that power. Even to the point where, you know, say someone's pointing a gun at you, you can commit suicide. But, oh, my God, they're going to get me. And the gun will go off. If you turn around and say, you can't touch me, and you really believe it, I'm not talking about no fear whatsoever. You're yeah. not, that gun, that bullet will not touch me, full stop. Then something will happen, and the universe will create a reality, and you won't be shot at, you know. So yeah. it takes, you know, people often say, well, I, I can't stand guns, and it's not, you know, it's not because I'm against the um, Second Amendment or anything else. I think people, you know, should have guns. You know, it's it's based on the Constitution. Uh, but I can't own one because I just can't, you know, because I can't shoot anything. I can't kill anything. I just, you know, it's just me, you know. I was living in fear, like for a good, you know, I felt evil upon me. I It was bad. But then when I had that return of the dove on my porch, I mean, I felt unfuckwithable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Once you take that power back. But sometimes you need these instincts to process yes. it and process that fear. And once you, you process the fear, you just stand down. Nah, you're not touching me full stop, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know. yeah, that's why I think that it's so important to be present because those signs are there for you. They are trying to show you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, And I think that goes with, again, surrender, you know, no fear. I mean, to yeah. me, surrender and gratitude go hand in hand, you know, because, I mean, if you look at the teachings of some things, like the, um, what's it called, the secret, you know, well, have a gratitude stone. Right, God, you got five minutes. So I'm grateful for my wife, I can't, you know, we're done, you know. I, it doesn't work like that, you know. I'm grateful for every second and minute of every day, for everything. And, you know, it, it's a feeling, it's a knowing, it's who you become. And I think that also goes to surrender, because once you feel that, like the gratitude of, wow, look at what we achieve every single day, then, you know, God's got your back and you never have to worry about anything anymore, you know. You do everything, the way you are and the way you live your life, you're a manifester. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because our accountant last year, she said, um, our personal tax, she said, do you want to um, read your personal tax? I said, no. And she starts laughing. She goes, you're not interested, are you? I said, no. I said, look, you're the accountant. I mean, are you happy with them? She goes, yeah. So we'll just file the stuff because I don't know what it's right. Uh, I, actually, I'm not interested because that's your job. And the same with the 990, you know, it's like 120 pages long doing all this yeah. stuff about the ministry. And do you want to read it? Uh, no. She goes, a, are you happy with it? She goes, yeah. I said, you're the accountant. I wouldn't know what's right, wrong, or different, you know, because I don't count beans. And so, yeah, file it. And they're, they're a great accounting company, but you know, we pay them a lot of money because they don't do anything with accounting, nothing, you know, they do everything. And so, you know, it relieves you from things you don't enjoy. You're the same with the IT. Can I do the IT? Well, of course I can. You know, I was trained in IT. Do I want to do it? Absolutely not. Because, you know, these IT people, if they're dealing with PCs all the time and, you know, there's there may be a glitch on, you know, Windows that, you know, if I, if I came across it, I could spend two days trying to, you know, search on Google, what's this glitch? Yeah. He's come across it before, so you know he walks in and he fixes it within like half an hour. Well, it would take me weeks, and you know it's not worth it because it's not my job, you know. And yeah. I think people would say, "Well, I can't afford." Oh, you just manifest and you can't afford. Of course, you can afford it. You know, get the person in, get them to do it, feed them, and the money comes back. You know, it really does tenfold. Okay. So they're always looked after. There's always enough. You know. It's yeah. incredible. It makes it joyful as well because they love what they do. I mean, they love working with us because, you know, we look after people. I have had people where they see you doing okay and the ministry's doing great, you know, and, and therefore they get entitled and, you know, oh, bye, there's the door. You know, if people get entitled with me, then the door's right there. They'll love you, but bye-bye, you know, gone. 
you know, we, we look after people, but you've also, you know, got to set boundaries as well, you know, even with staff, you know. We've got some great staff now. We really have. As a collective, we have manifested. You know, we manifested, you know, this COVID. I mean, everybody in fear and everybody, you know, getting sick and whatnot. I have had COVID three times or I've been sick and, you know, tested COVID three times. And if I was having conversations with you, my vibe would rise and I no longer had symptoms. If I kept my vibe high, I wasn't sick. And at the times I started to notice that the times that I was low vibe, sad or whatever, I was susceptible to being sick. I mean, how much are we affected by, you know, this collective consciousness? Oh, huge. And, you know, I mean, to me, you know, the primary cause of cancer is emotion. You know, primary cause of anything is emotion, you know, because once you drop your vibration, like, you know, if, if you've got if you've got problems and, you know, you're worried about breastfeeding or whatever, and it bleeds into the breast, low vibration of the breast. And if you've got pathogens, it mutates cells, turn into tumors. And the same with the womb or the same with the prostate, wherever it is, stomach. With fibromyalgia and stuff like that, you know, again, it's nine out of 21 symptoms. You've got fibromyalgia. What, what the heck's that? Yeah. Well, it's basically, you know, your vibration's low, you've got pathogens, uh, you've got emotion bleeding into the uh, lower intestine. So when you eat, it gets further down, it backs up, feel blur, ferments in the wrong place, so you feel exhausted, bleeds into the adrenals. You know, if you look at it, if you look at fibromyalgia, it's all coming from heart emotion, you know, and uh, once you release that, you know, people, oh, my God, I feel better, you know, and you've got energy, and and you've probably got an attachment as well because you get lower back issues. A lot of these entities attach, you know, they sit in the abdomen, hang on the shoulder, so shoulders are tight, uh, abdomen gets really bloaty like a bloom. They tap in the lower back, so they damage the L4, L5 disc normally, and they send you negative thoughts. So you've got all these daft thoughts like, well, anything you do, well, that was pathetic, that's useless. You know, all these thoughts are coming, and they're not your thoughts, you know. I really encourage people, look at your thoughts. If it's a you thought, it's not your thought. You know, it's try some manipulating entity or something trying to uh, put thoughts in your mind that's not you. But it's so easy to turn it into an I thought, and then, of course, you know, once you've done that, you you think they're your thoughts and you just get lower and lower. I mean, that's wow. why we do the healings, to remove these entities and, you know, to to get people back to that sovereign place and, you know. Yeah. And do you also train people to do this kind of healing? I'm going to in the future. It's a gift. So I can train to a certain extent, like portaling. You know, to me, it's very important to portal. So what I do is put people in portals, bond into Merkabah fields. That means you're in a sacred space because... How can you do healing just sending a bit of Reiki energy or something else because they're not protected and these entities and beings are all around you, you know, so they can just reattach, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to th- I'm going to think about that, um, probably doing a training course. You know, a lot of my journey was around my ancestry, finding out what my roots were. And you talked about being a Melchizedek being, where is he from? What star system is Melchizedek from? Well, the Melchizedek beings are from the ultimate dimension, and they helped. They were involved with creation, especially the Akashic Records, and that's, you know, and the ultimate dimension actually just keeps expanding. There's okay. ultimate dimensions, you know, and people say of the ninth, the twelfth, you know, there's, there's Actorians on the ninth, the twelfth dimension, you know. We're doing a project with them, actually, building off-planet pyramids at the moment, and okay. they're going to come on planet probably the next year because... We need something to power up this planet because there's too much satanic symbology blocking the ley lines. And so these things are stargates. We'll open all these satanic blockages throughout the ley line, help them raise the planet, but also the beings under the planet. There's reptilian elements in big caverns under the planet, like draconians and anarchy. And what it'll do is as the planet raises, they can't stay in a high vibration place. They'll either have to leave or they'll perish. So so it's it's going to be interesting, but it gets over karma because they have the choice, you know. That's so. what I found too. As long as I kept my vibration up, not only did I not get sick, but I had this field around me that was protecting me. Oh yeah, it, it goes hand in hand, you know. Faith to me, faith is when you, when you're in a high vibration, you're doing amazing things. You see, wow, I'm really enjoying myself. You got this burning passion to do more in the world, and of course. There's a correlation between that and, you know, then your power comes back and you think, well, I could do anything in the world. And and that's also protection. You know, you're completely protected. I mean, there's 289 times they tried to take me out, and you know, of this world. And it hasn't happened lately since the last one was a bioweapon. And this thing, I've actually reduced it. It was, uh, what happened is they dusted me a bioweapon. I was in Los Angeles and I got really, really sick. You know, I could hardly breathe, everything else. 
Anyway, I was working with Dr. Hildy. She did a toxicology report of her body. We found two malaria, which is from rats uh, that the CIA used. It had a binding agent to bind it to the cells, uh, and then it also had a solvent to deliver it through the skin. On all those levels were really high. So anyway, I worked on that and got rid of that, but it collected in here. So I've been breaking this down. This was nine inches. Now it's about, if you have a look at it, it's about wow. maybe, maybe a centimeter. So it's reduced, but I got really sick over the last, since Christmas I've been working on it. And uh, every time they release it to your body, your body has to process it. So it's been quite a journey. So they're doing it little by little. <laughs> but if you look at it, I might need a, lip, uh, a nip and tuck because it's like loose skin now. The thing was sticking out here. Now it's, wow. it's almost disappeared. That's so I'm amazing. working on it. Do you think that is important then for us to find out our origin? Yeah, I do. And often people ask me, well, where am I from? And I, I think you have to find out yourself. I never tell people I can confirm it. But I think it comes from meditation. You know, when I started meditating with because that beings, I meditated. Okay, guys, I'm ready to talk to you. Uh, didn't you come? Okay. So let's try next day. And this went on for four, six weeks. And it, it sounds brutal, but they want to see you, how much you're committed to connecting with them. They don't want to waste their time with people who are just like, eh, you know. And suddenly one day, bang, everything switched on. <laughs> I saw some incredible things. They were talking to me and, and ever since they've been around me. And the good thing about getting connected with your Starseed family is they're always there. If you need them at two in the morning because you're not happy with something, you can talk to them. Where human beings, you know, sometimes they're never available. Starseed people are, are more evolved because they volunteer to come back here. There's to learn again and learn again, maybe a hundred thousand times, who knows? But Starseeds, you know, God says, Well, okay, guys, I want some volunteers. And you go, I'll do it, you know, and then you come down and you think, what the heck was I yeah. thinking? You know? <laughs> I love and it. That's that here, I but... wanted to experience. Do you feel like maybe it's also through, like you said, meditation, but through synchronicities, through dreams as well? Oh, through dreams, yeah. I mean, you can have lucid dreams where you're actually there, you know, and they train you in dream state. I find, yeah. you know, when we do this fast releasing of emotion, um, I always tell people, look, you know, you can get, you know, tears, bout of diarrhea. Some people process the emotion through the intestines, can get yawning, coughing, burping, or crazy dreams. A lot of people get crazy dreams where you can process emotion much quicker in the dream state because there's no time, you know, than here. Yeah, that's, that's so, where I've gotten most of my information is in dreams. I was led during my journey to take a class through Dr. Jerry Rivera de Genio, who also has the Russian machine. And yeah. so I took the flame body, a shadow healing course, and I found the toning of the language of the Maharata to be like heaven to my ears and very healing. And it is a Lyran connection, but I've also been told from other people, different things. So, you know, sometimes the outside world can confuse you. I think it's always, you know, how you feel within. Well, it's also how you ask. I mean, if you ask, where am I from? Then you're going to be from Palladies. You've probably been lying at one point. If you say, where's my soul from? Because your soul origin is, is your starseed family. So if you ask, the, you know, it's always asking the right questions. Where's my soul from? I'd be Actorian, you know. Mandy's also, because that being, but Mandy's father who passed away a year and a half ago. He's from, mm. he was Actorian. Amazing guy, bless him, you know, so. What do you think about that? You have this DNA of, you know, all of the stuff before you? Well, some starseeds, you know, you can't get in a body here unless you have a, a certain level like Octorian. So if you meet Octorians, Palladians can get in a human body. That's okay. But Octorians can't because they need a certain level of the DNA for the light body to contain the soul. Same with Bikisdet being so, you know, some of them can just come here, some of them can't. You know, that's why some, some starseeds have been kind of, Spliced, you know, I was spliced at birth. So, you know, my father's not my father, you know, and if you met him, Mandy thinks he looks like Mr. Burns, well, acts like Mr. Burns. And <laughs> bless his heart, you know, but uh, he's 87. He's just yeah. crabby. What, what do you say? The answer is, I don't know. I love him for who he is. But but I think, you know, I think, um, yeah, you know, if you've got that much DNA, well, I mean, you're, you're not going to fit in this world one bit. And like you say, the younger generation don't even want to work. You know, I mean, Logan... Yeah. You know, Mandy's brother didn't even finish high school because he, he thought it was absolute nuts, you know, and didn't sync with it at all. And that's okay, you know, because 
you should never force somebody to do something, which is, I mean, I wouldn't want to go to school nowadays, you know, with all the um, teachings that's going on. You know, I wouldn't send my kids either, you know. I want them to learn, you know, basics. And then the rest of it's just um, evolving, you know, and, and going within and teaching them about the spirituality. To me, that's way more important than all this nonsense at school. True. But I have found that to find out where you're going, you have to know where you came from. I think you do, yeah. All star seats have been here several times in the last 4,000 years. So what I did first, you know, to learn, okay, so who am I? What am I doing? You know, I had to look at, okay, show me my past lives, of which I know all of them, you know. Uh, and it's connected to all the Mekizdek different things, you know, uh, Enoch, Babaji, uh, Buddha, you know, it's connected to that lineage, you know, Jesus the Christ. And and so looking back at that, you know, uh, it taught me okay so you can look at the teachings and you know and of course you know i didn't look at christianity i just looked at what they were talking about which is makilsdek being uh teachings you know which is just it's that simple unconditional love no judgment being a high vibration and help as many people as possible service to others you know to me that's what it's all about you know so i think uh yeah but i think it is important to know who you were you know what starcy family you are maybe look at a couple of past lives to see what you've been doing, because then you can think, well, you know, because we've been trained, we've been coming back, the last 4,000 years have been changed so much that we've come down at different times and different things have happened to prepare us for right now. This is it, you know, so. But you need to make space in order to receive this, because if you have all the weight of the world and you're carrying all of the different attachments, there's no space for this kind of wisdom. No, there isn't. I think you've got to get into a really good space, you know, You've, you've got to get uh, really comfortable with yourself, you know, happy with yourself, you know, love yourself, give yourself time. You know, people often shame so well, you know, I spend time in meditation, it's too long. Well, that's okay. You know, you have to give yourself time. You know, you have to allow yourself. We're in a world where, you know, it's hamster, I call it hamster wheel, where you get on the hamster wheel, you're rushing, you got to get to, you, you can't, uh, you know, no wonder people have heart attacks. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. You know, and if you get off that hamster wheel that's probably got a, you know, the bearing that's smoking is going so fast, you suddenly get off that, and, you know, and you have to learn to not shame yourself because you're not busy for the sake of being busy. You know, some days I just sit and relax and do nothing and sit amongst the trees and have a beer. Yeah, I don't shame myself. I think it's great, you know, because I love it. I, f I feel that sense of, you know, community with Mother Earth and also the nature and everything else, the trees, and I love that, you know. It's like the name of your book centering the mind and body and emotional spiritual. oh yeah will your book help you get to this space absolutely and get a session with you to maybe get the healing and maybe find out where you're from absolutely and you know if people want the healing then come you know if you go to globalalignmentproject.com you know you can register you know three times a week for healing you can come on one-to-one -one sessions you can come on specialized group we've got so much available it's just there for to help you guys get back to your sovereign guru self and once you get to your sovereign guru self you'll be helping others because you'll be passionate about that gift and send it out to others so three times a week yeah Mon so it's monday 9 a.m is it's for an hour it goes through most things like cancers and heart shock releases and works on the liver kidneys you know intestines and the uh, muscles it's it's pretty comprehensive and it's three times a week so it's 9 a.m monday central time 5 p.m. Thursday Central Time, which, and then you've got 11 a.m. Central Time on Saturday, which is tomorrow. So it's for an hour each time. And that's at globalenlightenmentproject.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you register, you know, you can come on Zoom. If not, it's it's live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on Telegram. And where can they get your book? Go to globalenlightenmentproject.com. It's on the ministry market, and uh, you'll see it there. I think it really wow. helps people center in the minds because it encourages you to, you know, uh, do some exercises, you know, change your thought patterns, also look at your environment, you know, and start changing your life in the way that you really want it to happen. Don't look at, you know, the past is gone now. I think all this corporate stuff is, you know, to me is gone. I think you have to learn how to navigate your life and and how to get the faith that you'll know that you'll be looked after, you know. And I, you know, I always think of, when I do think of Sophia, wisdom overcame chaos. Right. Wisdom Absolutely. It's all about the knowledge. They want to keep it from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, Shannon. Listen, thanks for having me on.
Let's do it again if you're okay with that. I'd love to oh, do it I again. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I could just pick your brain all day. You're full of <laughs> Maybe Mandy or maybe she can even join us next time. Yeah, let's do that. That'd, That'd be great. That'd be so fun. Yeah, fun. I love that. Okay. Oh, uh, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Love to Bye-bye. you. Bless you. I would like to thank you and our special guests for being with me today. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. And visit my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com. That's mysenseofsoul.com. I hope that you will join me next time. Thanks for listening.